Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 11. Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 11. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. Now, God worked unusual miracles in the, by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the disease left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the, on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. That's good. That is really good stuff. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this became known both to all Jews and Greek dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. And so the Lord, or so the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Would, would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Father, I thank you so much for this day and this time that we're together, and the time when we could worship you, Father, together, to open your word now together, and to know that you're here. Father, open our hearts and open our minds. Father, as only you can. Father, let, let no one see me. Let them see the face of Jesus in me. Let, let them hear your voice as only you can do. Father, lead us in a direction that only you can go. And I pray this in your most precious name. Amen. You may be seated, but please leave those Bibles open. You know, this is the first time um, in, in quite a while that Paul was involved in, in a miracle. If, if in, in our past in the book of Acts, we were, we were able to look and, and see where, where Paul, um, was, was in Philippi with, with Silas and, and as they would walk from place to place in Philippi, this, this girl would come up behind them and she would announce their coming. And they would, she would announce that, that, uh, here comes Paul and Silas, um, who are of the Lord. 
And and it just seemed that every place they went, she was behind him. And so Paul was finally tired of it, and he, and he turned around and he exercised the demon out of this woman, out of this young girl. Well, that whole um, uh, issue um, was brought up with, with her owner because she was telling uh, fortunes because of the demon that was in her. And so Paul and Silas got thrown into jail um, over this miracle, miracle that, that, that uh, the Lord used Paul uh, for this girl. There, there were other miracles. Um, uh, not all of them are written about. I'm sure they weren't. I mean, but I, I know that through Thessalonica and Berea and Corinth, I know that there were other miracles. It's just that either, uh, most likely Luke didn't, didn't write them all down. Um, it was he's the one that was doing the writing in the book of acts and and there was probably more miracles than than he could recall or or even be able to write them all down but the healings uh the miracles of healings of the sick with with handkerchiefs and with aprons from Paul's body gives gives a clue here folks when you look at this it gives a clue of how God used Paul in, in such a mighty way. How God was with him and how God was touching lives. Folks, that's, that's what we hope for. You see, there is no, there's no magical wand. There is nothing that, that any one person can do. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do anything. I am nothing without him. And, and you see, you gotta realize that who we are, it isn't the power within us. It is the power of God through us. It is His mighty hand that, that enables us to, to touch any hearts at all. The ministries that we have, the reaching into this community. Folks, we're, we're powerless. We have nothing. We have nothing to offer. But through Jesus Christ, wow. It's limitless. It's, it's almost like the Energizer Bunny is nothing without that battery. You know, and, and that's who we are. Well, we're not Energizer Bunnies, but, but, but get the idea here. We're powerless without, without the Lord, without His hand upon us, without doing what He is calling us, calling us to do. So I'm, I'm reminded in speaking of healings of, of Jesus in, in Matthew and, and people wanting to touch his robe and, and to be healed. And, and one of my favorites is, is the woman, um, uh, who had been sick for 12 years. You know, that was the first sermon I ever did, um, here, uh, not Years and years and years ago, during a we had a, a night service at the time on Sundays, and and that was my that was on that on that woman, the faith, and 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 the point was is that this woman had been sick for twelve years. She had spent everything that she had. She was broke on doctors. Can anybody relate to that? Um, uh, but but she was broke trying to get better, and she couldn't. And then she heard that Jesus was coming. And, and she just said to herself, you know, if I could just touch his robe, if I can, oh, if I can touch his robe, I'll be healed. And, and as soon as she snuck up behind him, because she did, 
She snuck up behind him and she reached out and she touched that robe and she felt the healing in her body. But here's the thing that grabbed me about all of that is that as soon as she did that, he felt the power leave and and he spun around and he looked her square in the eye. Folks, face to face with Jesus Christ. Wow. And what she felt and, and he blessed her. And, and, and she knew that she had been touched by the hand of God. What, a, what a, an, an incredible amount of faith that it took for her in the first place to reach out and touch that rope, to chase him down in the first place. But that's what she did. It was, it was a healing through, through material. But it, was a material, it had nothing to do with material. It's like us. It's like we're the material. And the material is nothing without God. It's like us. We're, we're just nothing without God. But you see, the signs. It's the signs that, that Paul was working from here. It's the signs that, that this cloth that had touched his body, it, it, it showed the authority of, of, of Jesus Christ in their lives. It's what that's all about. It's what we do. What we do through the Lord in a community, shows the authority of Jesus Christ in, in, in our lives and into their lives. There's, there was an authority that, that these napkins or, or these handkerchiefs and these aprons gave to people who would touch them and, and be saved. It, it showed and, and it told them of the power of Jesus Christ through the message that Paul was delivering. Do you get that? you understand that? It, it was saying that the message that he's preaching is true. There's power in that message. There's power in the Word of God. And that's what it's saying. You see, we don't go out into a community and say, I've got the power. I, I, folks, the power comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, but it comes through, comes through this Word. Folks, that's why never opening this up, you're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. You know, this, this relationship that we want to have with Jesus Christ, comes right here. It's a love letter over and over and over and over again. It's a love letter. He wants you to know. But there's power in this message. There was a Jewish Jewish exorcist who who tried to heal in Jesus' name. Amazing that they would do this. But they were were healers and they were trying to profit from from the healing. They're trying to to exorcise the demon out of people and they're exorcising the the demons out in in the name of Jesus. But the way they're saying it, um, we exorcise you in the name of this Jesus who Paul is preaching of. You want to talk about dropping a name that, that means absolutely nothing. To say, well, in the name of, of, of who he preaches. It's, scripture gives us the example of, of those who are trying to profit in this. And I know I read it, but, but it is, it is so good. Look back at verses 14 again. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. Who are you? Who are you? And then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, 
and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This one guy with an evil spirit jumped the seven of them and beat the tar out of them, is what he did. Don't, isn't it an amazing thing? As, as they leave the house bloody, naked, he must have tore their clothes off. He, he, he made them he naked and, and he beat them. And, and they left. Isn't that an amazing thing when we look at this and we say, wait a minute. The demon inside this man recognized that they didn't have Christ. Why is it that the ones, that the, the demons are the ones that see that we don't have Christ? They're looking at, the, at these guys trying to exercise him out of this fella, exercise the demons out of him, and they're going, Jesus, I know. Paul, he preaches Jesus. Him I know. Who are you? Who are you? Do you ever notice as you read through the Gospels and Jesus exercises a demon out of someone, they know him. They know him. And, and as he walks to them, they go, Oh, Jesus, the Son of God. We're the only ones that stand around and go, Who's the Son of God? Who's that? If, you're, if, if it is someone who is, is, is a demon, man, they know Jesus. They know him. And they know his authority. They know who he is. Why weren't they able to drive those spirits out, though? Why weren't they? You know, if they were using Jesus' name, why weren't they? Don't they figure that maybe, that maybe God would receive the glory because even though they didn't know Jesus, they could exercise the demons out of there and they could use Jesus' name. But you see, it didn't work that way. Because would God receive the glory for those guys exercising the demons out of him, kind of name-dropping the name of Jesus? No. You see, because it takes away the power of the message. Folks, here we come back to us again. The power of the message. Do we go out and do we touch a community? Do we do things in this community? Missions in this community? Because we're nice people. Yeah, you see, listen folks, the difference in touching a community between us and any other civic group uh, the difference between us and, and I don't know if anybody's part of the Moose Lodge here or not. I, I don't know. Um, Moose Lodge, Elks Lodge, whatever. Any other community, no, any other organization that's a civic organization that does do good. They do, they can do good stuff and they reach into a community and they might feed the hungry, they might do, clothe the naked, they, they do all kinds of things. Well, what's the difference? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus is the difference. And, and you see, when Jesus is the difference, there's power in that name. There's power in the name of the person who comes and he reaches out and he touches somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a difference here. There's a difference here. Folks, and this is what we need to know. We need to know that not only are we doing something that is, that is good for people, that we're reaching into a community and we're doing something that's good, we're doing something that will last an eternity. That is the difference. You see, it's it's almost um, um, as, and this isn't in the Bible, but but you know the thing where it says, teach them, give them food to eat, and you'll and you'll fill their belly. But 
teach them how to fish and they'll eat forever. A lot of things we attribute to the Bible, but it's not really in the Bible. But, but that's true. You can give food to the, to the, to the hungry and, and feed people and, and, and give clothes to the naked and cover them. But you've done nothing for their eternity. Nothing. Nothing. Shouldn't we do something for someone's eternity? Isn't that really the most important thing that we do? Isn't, isn't it, uh, isn't that where the difference is going to be? Isn't that it? You see, there's power in the message. There's power in the word. I better go up and get my notes. But I, but you gotta, you see this. Oh folks, there's, there's a difference here. There's something that brings you back to church. There's something that brings you here. There's something that goes in here. And it's more than saying, oh, he's a nice guy. Or they're nice people. Or they're friendly to me. And folks, being friendly brings people back to church, yes. But it won't keep them here. Jesus Christ is the one that keeps them here. Jesus Christ is the one that touches their heart. Jesus Christ is the one that makes the difference. That's the difference. That's why we're not an Oaks Club. That, that's why um, that's why we don't have putting greens out back or, or a driving range here because it's something different. This is all about this is all about Jesus. And you see those those um, demons that were inside, they knew the difference and and, and they couldn't not bow before Jesus or the name of Jesus. You see, folks, Jesus in our lives is what, that is what makes us different. And, and people, when they see us, they seem to know the difference. They seem to know the difference. They can tell someone if, if they're, if they're not a real Christian. Um, the demons knew. The demons could look at these exorcists and they knew that they weren't, they weren't Jesus' followers. In fact, they had been those who had actually rejected Jesus. They knew the difference. People can see the difference. People that, that we reach to out in this community can see the difference. They can see Jesus in us. They know that there's a difference here. I know that, that in that people would think, or people then would think, that God should have let them heal the sick. But he didn't receive the glory because the word wasn't in their heart. Flip over in your Bibles to, to Psalm 50. And this says something to us. Psalm 50, starting in verse 16. Flip in your Bible, flip in your apps, flip in your whatever you flip in. Whatever you're flipping in today. Psalm 50, 16. This can be this can be kind of one of those one of those scriptures, the verses that hurt. This is one of the ones where we catch one of those two edged swords. Where it says, But the wicked, God says, but to the wicked, God says. What right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth, seeing you hate instruction 
and cast my words behind you. God, why do you claim me? The Lord looks at us and he says, why, why do you claim me? That's what this is speaking of. Why, why do you claim? You don't want to listen to my word. You don't want to listen to what, to what I say. But yet you claim me. Why, why do you do that when you won't follow my instructions? Folks, this is about casting out demons. This is, but, but for us, this is about the work that we do in, in the community. This is about how we touch lives and how people perceive us. You see, and in their case, if you could cast out demons in the name of Jesus and did not believe, then there would be no confirmation of his word. Do you see? You could, if you could cast out demons in the name of Jesus and not know it, then there would be no confirmation of his word because there would be other people coming along after you who would be casting out demons in the name of Jesus and believing in the word. Sometimes I, I, I don't know if that made sense. Did that make sense? Did that make sense? I'm looking for a head nod. Did that, did that, does, that, does that make sense? See, Jesus is asking us for this relationship before we do work in his name. Do you, do you remember where, where in, in the, the Gospels where Jesus, Jesus says, when, when he he's looks at, at the one side and he sees the sheep, and then he looks at the goats, and, and the goats say, but, but Lord, um, why are you cast us away? Didn't, didn't we heal in your name? Didn't we feed the hungry in your name? Didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? And he says, get out of here. I never knew you. Because they didn't know him. Not only did he not know them, they didn't know him. And even though they, they did their, their work in the community in the name of Jesus, without him, without having him in, in their lives, without the relationship in, in their lives before they touched somebody else, it didn't work right. All of a sudden, you went to become an Elks Club. And I'm not picking on all the other ones out there, but, but do you see, Jesus is what makes the difference here. There's a difference between a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. Man, you've heard this, a, I don't know, maybe you've heard it a hundred times. I've heard it a hundred times. There's no greater distance than the 18 inches between here and here. That 18 inches of knowing who Jesus is. Knowing who Jesus is. I'll tell you what, the demons, the demons that were in that man knew who Jesus was. And they knew they better have they, they better show his authority. They better run. But that did nothing for them. It's the heart knowledge, folks. We have to ask ourselves, are you trying to, to defeat uh, or are you trying to battle demons in, in your life and you're trying to do it alone? Are you going through things in your life where, where you're fighting these demons and you're trying to do it without Christ. See, you can fool yourself, you can fool your friends, you can fool me, but you can't fool God. You can't fool Him on the relationship that you have with Him. 
without Christ, folks, without Christ, the world will leave you bloody and naked. It'll beat you. It'll make you naked. And it'll kick you. You need Jesus Christ in your life. Folks, the work that we do here can never be for our glory. It can only be to the glory of Christ. It can only, that's the only way that that works. All that we do have to be for Him. Satan knows who belongs to Jesus and who doesn't. He knows what's going on. And folks, I'll tell you, there's enough churches out there today that don't know the difference. And and people who become part of churches today to, to maybe become part of the community, to maybe be able to help somebody. But you know something? That's, that's not where it's at. It really isn't. First things first. Jesus in our lives. You have to touch people in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you, you need to take care of, of the business of your own life before you can reach out and touch somebody else. You have to. You have to. It's the most important thing that you do. Could Jesus ask you this question? If you claim me, why does your life not show? It goes back to verse 50 in, in, in the Psalms. If, if you claim me, how come your life doesn't show? Who do people see when they look at you? Do they see Jesus? Do they see him? Do they see him in you? Are you a person that really knows Jesus? Or are you like those Jews that were trying to exercise the demons out of that guy? Name droppers. To use his name where it is convenient. You see, folks, regardless of what we do, regardless of what we do as a church, number one in your life has to be Jesus. Number one, this has to be right in order for the church to work. In order for the church to be successful, this, this has to be right. Do you know him? Are you dropping his name when it's convenient? Is, is Jesus Christ in your life or, or just that name to drop in the right, in the right company? You see, folks, I don't know. Your neighbor doesn't know. Maybe you don't. We're good at, at putting up facades. We're good at, at not letting our true feelings come out. But you see, there's one that we can't fool. We can't fool the Lord. I dare say that those who, who were uh, the goats on Judgment Day felt that they were Christians, felt that they knew Jesus. They didn't. They didn't. And all that they were doing was doing things for their glory. Dropping a name when it was convenient. Folks, don't be that way. There is such a joy, there is such a happiness to have Jesus Christ in your life when He can make everything that you do worthwhile. Let's pray.
Our Heavenly Father, when it comes down to the relationship that, that we have with you, the benefits of that relationship with you, I know that, that I could sit here or stand here and talk about this all day long because there are such benefits, such benefits to you. To know, Father, that, that as much as we were to give to you, we can never outgive you. Because you provide a place for us. You love us. You have given us so much. It is your, it is your desire that Trinity as a church would just reach into this community. But inside this church are individuals. And Father, I know that every individual in this church, you know their heart. You know the relationship that they have with you. Father, tug on those hearts. Let us open our eyes to our own relationship with you. Let us be honest with ourselves. More importantly, let us be honest with you. Father, bless us as, as only you can. And in this, we'll give you and only you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.